Hello and welcome back to K-Drama Rants. My name is Melanie and I like to rant about K-Drama. Happy Christmas if you celebrate. Let me start by saying that I'm at my mother's house and the neighbor next door does not know how to speak at a reasonable volume. So if you hear some yelling, I apologize. Last week, we once again ended with Miso on top of Young Jun, and we're at her apartment after Young Jun got into a fight with his brother, and he's trying to get some comfort. She ends up on top of him because she ran to him when he went to uncover a hidden mess in her apartment. So she jumped on him, as you do. He confessed his love for her last episode, and then this episode, 10 seconds later, in universe, he decides, nah, I'm going to gaslight girl, keep girl boss this. And he says that he was just quoting the book that she showed him earlier. Bruv. <laughs> and then she, stunned, decides to compliment his memory and goes to be in her feelings in her kitchen under the pretense that she's checking on the ramen that she's making for the both of them. And when that, when that food's ready, they sit down and he calls her poor to her face by saying that he normally doesn't eat things with additives and ends up loving the ramen she made, because of course he does. He leaves after darse la jaltera de la vida, which is Spanish for eating until he's about to burst, and thanking her for the food and for helping him out that day and comforting him. So she goes back inside after saying goodbye to this man and realizes that is the first time he's been inside her apartment and... To me, that seems like a reasonable expectation to not have your boss inside your apartment. And like, you know what? Wait a second. You know what? I have been inside my boss's apartment. Sometimes you do be ending up inside your boss's apartment. And I'm going to decide not to judge them for this one because it sometimes do be like that. Anyway, not two seconds later, her sister pulls up with chicken to drink her beer and I'm like girl you know which one of the two is more expensive like just because you're bringing the chicken does not mean that you get to drink this woman's beer it's not an equal exchange and then if only she were to show up just to have a good time but no she decides to chastise her sister for not only having a man in her house but serving him ramen and let me tell you I understand that one because I've heard through the grapevine and via a very funny TikTok that ramen and inviting someone to eat ramen at your house in Korea is kind of like their version of Netflix and chill. So there is some subtext there. And when we cut to Yongjun and Park dissecting this latest interaction that Yongjun has had with the girlie, Park softens the meaning a little bit and says that when a girl does that it means that you're dating now and hugging and holding hands what the heck <laughs> okay sure whatever like we've already discussed the fact that this man is a virgin basically and we're just gonna like pretend that hugging and holding hands is the only thing this man would ever be doing with the girl at her apartment late at night eating some ramen okay sure Sure, sure, sure. And of course, when Young Jun hears this from Park, his mouth drops because 
he did, in fact, hug this woman in the vaguest sense possible because she did end up on top of him on her bed. Mm-hmm. But he denies to Park that this is about him and his secretary, but instead it's like a friend of a friend of a friend situation, you know what I mean? Then back at Misol's place, her sister is like, there's no way you two would ever end up together because your guys are in such different spots in the social hierarchy. And I'm like, girl, tell that to every man who's ever had an affair with their secretary and then ended up marrying them. Like, shut up. And Misol takes her sister's words to heart and they make her sad, but she seems intent on seeing where this ill-conceived relationship leads because of course she is. Later, we get one of those tonal roller coasters that K-dramas tend to do, and we see that not only does Yong Jun have these recurring nightmares where he's kept in an abandoned-looking house, but his older brother, Morpheus, also has them. So it seems like these two were kidnapped together? Unsure. I'm really unsure what this means. I really wish that they would address these nightmares, but just as a heads up, it's never spoken of again this episode, so this is what you get. This is what you get about the kidnapping subplot. I wish I had more to tell you. The next day, Young Jun picks up Misa for work in the morning, and... Okay, side note, I am speaking Spanish more often now because I am home, and my accent tends to come through a bit more often, so if I pronounce things weirdly, it'd be like that. You'll survive. The next day, Young Doon picks up Misa for work in the morning, and she stumbles into his arms after her shoes get stuck on her way to the car. And I low-key want to start a count of how many times this woman will fall into this man's arms during this show, because it is getting ridiculous, okay? Like, I think this is, like, the third time in, like, the last 30 minutes of the show. Like, if we're watching it from start to finish. Oh, my God. Anyway. But, of course, instead of being upset that she be tripping all the time, he's happy that he gets to hold her like that. And when she goes to drive the car, because it's usually her job, because she's a secretary, he opens the door for her and tells her, "Uh uh-uh, I'm driving. Why would you drive? What do you mean? I'm going to (laughs) drive. And tells her that he's driving. Because, like, forget about the last nine years. It's my turn now. And while she's getting for the car ride, you know, like, putting her seatbelt on, good for her, he stares at her, telling her that he would call her pretty if she cared about her appearance and what she's wearing because she wore the same shirt twice before. Give me Phil as an outfit repeater, I guess. What is the problem, dude? It's her uniform at work. Then in the car, they're still not leaving, he whips out a golden gift bag. This man is so extra, and I love that about him. (laughs) With coquemissiers, and I'm sorry that I said it like that, I don't know how to say this word, and some cold brew for the breakfast that she was going to skip in order to get to work on time. And let me tell you something, those are not coquemissiers, they're just Sammy's. Croque-messieurs have an ungodly amount of melty cheese on them, and they're delicious. And while these Sammies may be good, they cannot call themselves croque-messieurs because they need to have that amount of cheese. That's just like a prerequisite. Anyway, 
when I saw that, I realized that this is a breakfast right to cause havoc on people with tummy troubles, because that's a lot of cheese. And then on cold brew on top of that, that does not seem like a comfortable breakfast to me, but maybe, maybe I'm just giving a lot of myself away here. When they get to the office, he bids her to go in front of her into the elevator, which confuses the heck out of her because she's always walking behind him. And in the elevator, he takes a step back to be at the same level as her because he's, you know, trying to show her that he likes her because he can't use his words. And she's just confused because she doesn't really understand what's going on. When they get up to the right floor, the gossip crew is at their desks and the driver and Sarah, the ascot woman, share another moment. Granted, he did tell her that she's had crud on her eye for a while, but still, it's a moment in my brain. Then Young Jun comes in and wishes everyone a good morning, completely throwing everyone off since he's literally just never wished his office good morning. What a great boss. Then one of them asks Misa if something good happened to him that day and she doesn't really have an answer, but it gets her thinking. And in his office, Young Jun lauds himself for being perfect and caring, though I'd argue that in order to be perfect, you have to be caring. So then Misa comes in to help tend to his split lip from the fight the night before. So they share another moment where their faces are very close to each other. She gets scared and hurriedly tries to gather all the paperwork there, causing her to get a paper cut, which he helps her tend to. And he just declares that from now on, they will no longer be using paper, but tablets instead, because paper is dangerous. This man is so extra. Like, I don't like a lot about this man, but the fact that he's this extra, perfect, no notes. <laughs> She then goes into the office kitchen and stares off into the middle distance, thinking about how she's starting to get feelings now that he's being nice to her, which distracts her from the tea that she's making. And she is down bad, and I don't get it. Because all he's been doing is being like a semi-decent human being. Like, he's not even fully decent. He's just like better than he was. This woman really do be suffering from the <laughs> Overton window of relationships. Sorry. That was not that funny, but it is pretty funny to me. Anyway, then we cut to the parents' house where Young Jun's mother laments how her children are basically enemies and her husband tries to make her feel better by encouraging her to buy a new bag. He does not seem to be the most emotionally sharp knife in the kitchen and he keeps insisting on this bag purchase and it turns out that she actually already bought the bag when it first came out, so it wouldn't really help now. So the father then goes to his oldest son and asks when he will apologize to Young Jun. And Morpheus is like, sure. However, since he knows Miso works for his brother, he is going to make a stop first with Miso and make an appointment to see her. After all, she did request an audience with him to ask him to do the library opening. And we cut to new secretary Kim making the appointment without knowing who it is. And when Kim Misal goes to greet him, she tries to tell him off for showing up to her workplace uninvited, and he whips out his secret identity, leaving her stunned. 
So they go to lunch and she apologizes for not knowing who he is many times over, but he does not care about the misunderstanding and just tells her to eat. And right when he does, Kimiso's allergies start to act up and Morpheus immediately recognizes that it's from the flowers on the sill next to their table and asks the waiter to remove them. And that's all I need to completely switch allegiance and root for the brother on this one. I am a simple girl, okay? Second lead syndrome is coming strong because this man has just basic human empathy and fully noticed when something happened and hello? Like, how could you not prefer this man over Young Doon when Young Doon could not realize for the life of him that this woman who he's known for nine years is allergic to flowers and his brother pulls up two seconds later is like, oh, you're allergic to flowers. Cool. Let's just not have flowers. You know what I mean? Like, how could it? Oh, my God. And then people blame me for having second lead syndrome. It's like, why would they make the second lead better than the first? If they didn't make the second lead better, I wouldn't have second lead syndrome. You know what I mean? Anyway, Misa asks him how he knew and he explains that he's, you know, a human being with basic empathy. Meanwhile, Young Jun and Park are having lunch where he's still reeling from his morning with Misa where he drove her in. And Park asks if the friend of a friend of a friend that's totally not Young Jun finally sealed the deal with the girl who offered him ramen. And when he learns that no such thing has been accomplished, he calls the guy a relationship virgin for struggling with a slam dunk of a relationship. And this, of course, makes Young Jun upset and prompts Park to offer similar advice as Nike to just do the relationship thing. Miso and Morpheus end their lunch and he asks her for her real number this time, which she does hand out. Back at the office, Young Jun is ruminating in his office about confessing his quote unquote love for this woman in an ordinary way, even though he's always been an extraordinary man. Yes, of course, this is exactly his monologue. Why would I expect anything different? So he goes to new Secretary Kim to ask her what he should do, just as Miso shows up, spoiling his plans. And because he can't have the woman he likes know that he likes her, he just leaves. Because that would be a tragedy. I could never. Like, I have said the most blunt things to people I'm interested in because like what is the point in mind games just tell someone that you like them and then just move on from there and if they don't reciprocate cool now you didn't waste any time trying to set up something really elaborate to figure out whether they liked you when you don't even know if they like you you know what I mean that's just so much waste so much time waste to just not say what you mean but I recognize that this is not everybody's flavor of human interaction. Anyway, new secretary Kim asks me thought about her outing and the person that she set up a meeting with. And Miso is like, Ooh, I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but you would like to meet him. And new secretary Kim is like, huh. Then we follow young June running into one of his employees, one of the gossipers and asks him, where would ordinary people go for a serious conversation? And the guy responds with multiple restaurant suggestions that include a lot of different types of meat cuts, including tripe and entrails and heart. And look, I'm not saying that none of those cuts would be bad, but 
a lot of them do get prepared poorly for my palate and would be very difficult to consume. Yeah. I like some tripe, but not all of it. It's not, it's not my fave. Anyway, this is not what Young Jun is looking for, so he pieces out and looking for his bestie. He does not find Park, but finds his secretary instead, to whom he asks his restaurant question, and the secretary tells him about a bulldog place. And technically speaking, bulldog just means spicy chicken, but she showed him chicken feet, which he was not into, and I'm not gonna lie, for however much my mom and some of my friends like chicken feet, it has bad texture, and it, it triggers something in me. I do not like chicken feet. Finally, he reaches his driver and does not even give him time to make a suggestion, even though the driver was going to give a good suggestion for ramen. I am such a sucker for noodle dishes. Like, give me a noodle and a sauce and, or a soup. Ooh, I am yours. <laughs> anyway, he's back in his office doing some fierce research for his location for this outing where he will confess his feelings. And Sarah drops by the secretary's Kim desk to pick up new secretary Kim for a meeting and comments on how hot she thinks the vice chairman is. And Miso doesn't want to agree, but you can tell that she does. New secretary Kim and Sarah go to their meeting and Mr. Popularity shows up first, drops off some paperwork, but new secretary Kim notice, notices that he still has that grain of rice on his suit. Look, supposedly it's only been two days, but at this point, you should have noticed the rice. Like, you should have washed your butt by now, you know what I mean? Then the argument rages on between Sarah and new Secretary Kim about how many suits Mr. Popularity has. And in the kitchen, Misa gets caught in the crossfire because they call her out for repeating her outfit, which, like, honestly, who has the mental wherewithal to notice? I could not tell you what I've worn, much less what other people have worn. But, you know, maybe, maybe that is why because it, it, it just does not register with me. So maybe other people are just like normal and notice things like that, but I, I just don't, you know, that's a possibility. This is top of mind because my mother and I got into an argument because I don't want to purchase more clothing until I need to. And her argument is that it's nice to get something new. This was not convincing to me. And then I did point out to her that there is a reason why her closet literally spans all three bedrooms in her house, including one of the bathrooms, and the clothing I own fits into a moderately sized box. So we have very different views on how much clothing is necessary to exist, but she still is trying to convince me to purchase more, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. Back to the show. Miso feels a little bad about the girls noticing that she's repeated an outfit and heads over to give Young Jun his tea. And while there, he asks her out for wine that night at eight. And she tries to make it about work by saying she'll make a res at their new hotel. But he admits that he already made the whole plan. He already has reservations. She just got to show up. That's good. Okay, that's, I like it when the person I, I go on a date with has made the whole plan. I like that. That's, that's great. She then walks out, embarrassed about her outfit, because she has a date now, and goes to buy new clothes. And at the store, she's like looking through. We don't actually see her choose this dress, but she walks out in a truly baffling fit to me. 
it has a lot of extra fabric on her top half, which is kind of really disproportionate to the rest of her body. And I usually would not care unless the fit was like absolutely stunning. But this is her, I gotta look good pick, you know? Like this is what she chose to wow. So I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused what the stylist was doing here, but it is what it is. Regardless, when she's walking off, Morpheus calls her and asks her to meet that night, and she tries to blow him off, but he teases that it's about his answer to her request for the library opening, so she, of course, has to go now. And fortunately, Young Jun is sitting on by his lonesome in a completely empty restaurant, practicing how he's going to confess and starts off his practice congratulating her on being the only girl that he could ever confess to. Like, fuck right off, dude. What? And people dunk on me for preferring the second lead. I do not get it. I know three things about the second lead. He can keep a secret. He will take any opportunity to bully his brother. And he has basic human empathy. And I already feel like that's enough to beat out Young Jun. So maybe I just have a problem. So, and I, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Misa then meets Morpheus and he tells her that he will do the opening. And I'm like, bruh, I just lauded your ability to keep your identity a secret. And now you're going to tell all of Korea and by extension, the whole world, what your face looks like. Come on, man. She, of course, gets excited by this and thanks him profusely. He then whips out his book as a gift to her. And he had signed it with a quote that maybe it's inevitable that the two of them meet. And I'm like, I, I think the story indicates that you've already met before, but okay. And of course, who shows up at this very inopportune moment, if not our very own vice chairman, who takes the book out of Miso's hands and gives it back to his brother very angrily. And then another classic trope is used and Young Jun grabs Miso's wrists and drags her away. And she tries to ask him, like, what the actual fuck, my guy? And he's like, me? You're the one that has to explain yourself. And I'm like, my guy, you did everything in your power to ensure that she had no idea who your brother was. And now you're angry that she just happened to meet your brother? Again, fuck all the way off. Shut up. So she explains how they met and why they met and how he's agreed to make his library's opening a success. But... Young Jun, of course, is a big baby about it and says no outright without explaining anything. Great, great, great way to make the woman you love love you back. Sure, uh-huh, lovely. So she postpones the dinner and he says that it's not a big deal. You were about to tell her that you loved her ass. Like, it is not a big deal? Okay, okay, sure. She stops away and he tries walking after her a little bit, but he's interrupted by the cake he ordered to celebrate his confession because he was so convinced that she would be super into it. Miso walks home in her very uncomfortable glittery heels, which cause her ankle skin to break. I hate those shoes. But meanwhile, Young Jun invited his brother to his home to ask him to explain what is going on here. And he tells the truth that Miso asked him to help with the opening which is a benefit to the whole family. But he notices that Yong Jun is afraid that he'll seduce Miso, which 
fair enough, I'm already smitten, okay? He does not need to do much for me. But Young Jun accepts the challenge and tells him to do the event because he thinks he has everything under control. Girl, we're getting a love triangle with brothers and that is the life goal. <laughs> the music is so intense for this brother showdown scene and it has no reason to be as intense as it is, but it is chef's kiss. Young Jun wakes up and tries to craft a text message for Miso after last night, but he cannot bring himself to apologize because of the massive size of his ego. But then back at work, Young Jun stares daggers into Miso, and everyone is confused as to why he didn't say good morning when he walked into his office. And then one of the gossipers in the gossip crew section pulls up with the piping hot tea about Morpheus being at the art center opening. Apparently, his little brother, Young Jun, ordered the marketing team to make a press release about it post haste. And this is, of course, surprising news to Miso after what happened last night. So she goes to confront his ass and she lays into him hard. And she ends it all by telling him not to play with her heart again please and i am so curious if this please is the same way that in spanish when you say please it can mean like fuck you and everyone you love but if anyone were to look at the plain words said in this conversation i'd still come out looking polite and like i bet that's what it meant and i'm not sure if like there's a english equivalent like like i don't think please is said with as much venom as it can be said in spanish and i think that's what happened in Korean here, you know what I mean? But anyway. Meanwhile, we get the side plot where Sarah and new Secretary Kim gossip in plain view of Mr. Popularity, who changed his clothes just to confront them, because he's like, pay no mind to what I'm wearing, okay? And so Sarah gets really upset because now Mr. Popularity is angry at them. <laughs> In his office, Young Jun tries to figure out a way to get Misa to talk to him again, and he comes up with a headache to ask her for help and then backtracks. He then messes up his tie and tries to get her to fix it, but she walks away into the kitchen where the gossiper from earlier finally breaks the news that Morpheus is Young Jun's brother. And we switch to a shaky cam shot to show how destabilizing this news is to me so, but it's so funny to me, like how obvious the shaky cam was. But anyway, she even flashes back to the time when Young Jun confessed to her that his brother bullied him in school. And while she's processing these news, Young Jun and his bestie try to figure out what to do about his big explosion at Miso. And his reasoning is that it's hard to say he's sorry because he's never said he's sorry before. And let me tell you something, I don't know if I'm right about this, but this is what I understand about the different ways to apologize in Korean. And he says that it would be hard to say miane, which, which is kind of like just saying I'm sorry instead of like fully apologizing and like taking responsibility for what you're doing. Whereas he should actually be saying which is like, I'm sorry, it is my fault, you know? And even in the show, they draw a parallel to Spanish where Young Jun says like, oh, I bet you can't say lo siento, which is Spanish for I'm sorry, because Park has never said that before. 
And he's like, yeah, that's the same way that I can't say I'm sorry because I've never said it before. And I'm like, Spanish is the same way. Lo siento is the same thing as like, mian, which is like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I feel bad about this. Instead of something like, perdóname, which is like, I want you to grant me forgiveness because I did something wrong. You know what I mean? So anyway, he's not... Even if he does apologize, if he only says mian or mianeo, like it's not it's not good enough. And this man even tries to suggest finding a way to mend the relationship without apologizing, but Park is like, nah, there's no way to fix this without apologizing. Later, they walk past each other in the office. Him and Misal. And he apologizes, but he actually says something closer to Chisel Hamida, so I'll allow it. But Miso is again thrown off because this man apologized and she apologizes, bit. No, she ruined a perfectly good thing. You can be upset that someone's acting toward you a certain type of way when you had nothing to do with it. Like, you can be angry about it. Like, you do not need to apologize for reacting in a normal human way. Then they walk away together, slightly more pace with each other, and they work into the night, and he blames her for being distracted because he was thinking of her. Shut up! Oh my god, young Dune. How am I supposed to root for this guy? <laughs> like, that redemption arc cannot come fast enough. So he ends up staring at her, and she tries to defuse the situation by offering to make him more comfortable, but he will not stop staring. So he stands up and tells her that he wants to play with her heart? What? And this is in response to what she said to him earlier when she was laying into him, but yo, what the heck? This is not romance, this is bad. So anyway, when she doesn't know how to respond, he leans in to kiss her and literally pushes her away in her rolling chair, which by the way, looks like a Herman Miller, which is like a $2,000 chair. And I'm like, ooh, the budget for this show. I did not see that push coming. Not gonna lie, I am pretty shook. But at least the episode ends with her looking furious at him for pushing her away when they are about to kiss. So, I guess it has been established that I am rooting for the brother on this one, even though, in the end, I know my heart will be broken. I will stay true to the brother, as long as, of course, he doesn't end up being a bigger jerk than his brother. I hope you're enjoying the holiday season and staying safe out there. If you're at a place where winter is happening, and as always, feel free to reach out via email or Instagram listed in the podcast description. I'll catch you all next week with episode six of What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. And I'm actually starting to think that maybe she's a masochist and that's what's wrong with her. We shall see. I'll talk to you in the new year.